You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. Y'all, we are circling back to a topic because it's so necessary and because your girl honestly is going through, okay? Can we just be real for a second, okay? Like, I'm going through. It's a season of stretching and you know that stretching does not always come easy. And how many of us know that when we're in the middle of a season of stretching, The enemy will often use tools or things that he's had in his bag before that you thought that you've been delivered from or that you have a level of deliverance from that he will then try to come back, circle back and present it some other way. And now you're out here like, "Mm -mm, devil, see, you thought you was going to trick me. I see what this is. Let's go ahead and deal with this thing. That's where I found myself recently. Okay. Y'all know that I am calling this year the year of pivot. And what I've learned is sometimes you pivot and then you have to pivot again. And that's a whole nother word. And I'm gonna talk to y'all about it once I get it all worked out with God. But what I've seen as God has had me pivoting and repivoting is that the enemy is trying to use imposter syndrome yet again to make me feel stagnant. Girl, the devil is a lie. And what I had to see and what God gave me the ability to see was that imposter syndrome was showing up, not as if I don't feel adequate and I don't feel called, but in these subtle ways where the enemy is out here trying to attack what I'm doing, particularly for me, I was out here setting my schedule in a way that was so challenging that it was reckless. (laughs) Like I'm putting all of these things on my schedule, trying to reach these banana goals every day, working at a pace that was toiling and that was not work. And God really had to gather me whole and is gathering me whole actively in this area. And so when I looked it up, Did y'all know, lo and behold, that the habit of doing this is characteristic of imposter syndrome? I said, oh, uh uh-uh, the devil is a lie. And so this week, we are going to circle back to an episode that I recorded about overcoming imposter syndrome. If you are dealing with imposter syndrome, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you feel like you are not able to realistically assess your skills and competence. It can be you self-sabotaging. It can be you attempting to always overachieve. It can be you being fearful that you're not, you won't live up to expectations. It can be you sabotaging your own success. And it can be you setting challenging goals for yourself and then feeling disappointed when you fall short because there's not 27 hours in the day and you schedule 28 hours and there's only 24. 
that is a symptom of imposter syndrome. And so God is gathering me about my scheduling and setting all of this expectation and goals. And I'm doing a lot of deep work right now in this area. But in the meantime, sis, if you are struggling with imposter syndrome, I want to help you in this area. We are going to circle back with the strategies of how to overcome imposter syndrome. So I pray that y'all enjoy this recap. I need it to be recapped. And don't ever be afraid to look at something a little closer and get to the root of that thing. So on today's episode, we are tackling a topic or a subject that I personally had to grow through and work through and work with the Holy Spirit to get some deliverance from, and that is imposter syndrome. So for those who may not know, imposter syndrome is a phenomenon in which you believe that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. So it is this overwhelming feeling of being a phony, or as my dad would say, a fugazi, and you feel like you can be found out at any moment. Like people are going to find out that you are fraudulent and you feel like you don't belong where you are. And the only reason you got to the position that you're in is luck. And this can really affect anyone. And it doesn't really matter their social status, their background, their skill level, or their degree of expertise. Like y'all know that I recently graduated with my doctorate degree and I still am out here like, who a doctor? What? (laughs) Right? Like you can have that feeling where you feel like you may not be as competent, although you have the training, you've done the work. And so I definitely at one point in my life was just really bound by imposter syndrome. And now I know how to deal with it. And so I want to also empower y'all to come on this journey and to be delivered from imposter syndrome because it's really hindering us from doing the things that God has called us to do. And so what I've learned in my study of imposter syndrome is that there are five different common manifestations or ways that imposter syndrome presents itself. So let's go through the five real quick. The first, this was me, the perfectionist, okay? Perfectionists are never satisfied and always feel that their work could be better. Rather than focusing on their strengths, they tend to fixate on any flaws or mistakes. This often leads to a great deal of self-pressure and high amounts of anxiety. Now, this was me, okay? This was me. I had that perfectionist spirit and it had to G-O go, okay? The next type of imposter syndrome or the way it presents is the superhero. And because these individuals feel inadequate, they feel really compelled to push themselves to work as hard as possible. These are my sleep when I die type people, okay? You are trying to save everybody. And I believe there was a song that said, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Okay. So this is not a position that you want to find yourself in to where you're always pushing yourself to the max because in that you are not working in God's strength, but in your own. And then you find yourself burnt out. The next is the expert. So these individuals are always trying to learn more and are never satisfied with their level of understanding. So even though they are highly skilled, they underrate their own expertise. This is like me having my doctorate in nursing and being like, I'm gonna go back to school again for something else in nursing because I'm just not satisfied quite yet with stepping out on my own because what if I don't know what I think I know, right? And so you find yourself taking these classes. This is for that person who is 
continually taking 50 million in one classes and you ain't did nothing, put no kind of application with the course, okay? This may be a sign that you are dealing with imposter syndrome in form of the expert. The next is the natural genius. So these individuals set excessively lofty goals for themselves and then they feel crushed when they don't succeed on the first try. I believe it was Aaliyah who said, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. And when you're facing or dealing with the natural genius manifestation of imposter syndrome, you feel as if, if you don't succeed on the first time, you failed, you're the worst, and that's it, that's all. And that's a lie from the pits of hell. Next, and the last one is the soloist. So these people tend to be very individualistic and prefer to work alone. Their self-worth often stems from their productivity, so they often reject others' um, assistance. They tend to see asking for help as a sign of weakness or incompetence. So for those, oh, I don't need nobody, I got it on my own, it's me out here in the Lord, and you're not wanting to build community or connection, go back and listen to the series we did about the year of connection, right? People who do that solely just so they can say, I'm doing all these things and blah, 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 to hype themselves up. This is a form of imposter syndrome. And honestly, in reading all of these different ways that imposter syndrome can present itself, I have found myself identifying with each of them in one form or another. And so it really is important that we are able to overcome this because it is really hindering and crippling a lot of us in the work of Lord, right? You are too busy trying to be a soloist, trying to be a perfectionist. You know, you're too busy taking 50 million classes and the work that God has called you to do is being delayed. And so it was really important to me to come on here and discuss the ways that you can first identify imposter syndrome in the different ways that it presents and then how we're going to move past it. And so it's really important that we take this as a time to do a self-assessment that we partner with the Holy Spirit and we really ask God to reveal to us in what ways have we exhibited any of these symptoms and then ask him to guide us as we go through finding deliverance so we can do the work of the Lord here on the earth. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you, when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. So my question is, can y'all identify with any of these? Like, because I'm just so happy that like God sent Jesus and the Holy Spirit because your girl is over here free. But it really took a lot of work. And it's something that I, you know, really found myself having freedom in the last year or so. And it really came because I was watching an episode of a podcast called The Love Hour on YouTube. Shout out to Melissa. What's up, girl? 
where they were discussing imposter syndrome in depth. And one thing that really stood out to me was that the guest that they had on the show was a licensed therapist. And he kept using the term inner bully. He's like, the inner bully will tell you. The inner bully will tell you. And immediately as I was watching this, the Holy Spirit gave me the revelation and was like, Charlotte, you know who that is. The inner bully that the therapist was referring to is the enemy. And, you know, the enemy is feeding us thoughts of doubt, pride, self-loathing. And this is all in alignment with his purpose to kill, steal, and destroy, right? He's looking to kill, steal, and destroy your purpose, your position, and your praise in God. And so when you look at the interaction between Eve and the serpent in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3, there were four really critical things that took place that really aligned with imposter syndrome and being able to identify the enemy's trick in this. And so I want to share those with you because it cost Eve and us greatly because she did not know. And so let's talk about those points real quick. So the first thing, in the interaction between Eve and the serpent, the enemy questioned Eve about God's command and decree over her life. Okay, did God really say? Next, he lied to Eve about the consequences of her disobedience. He said, you will not die. Then he planted seeds of distrust between Eve and God, despite her living, literally living in God's promise. He said, God knows your eyes will be opened, right? And I'm paraphrasing. So he was like, oh, you don't want you to know your eyes will be opened if you eat from this and you'll basically be like a God. And then lastly, Eve trusted her physical senses of what she could see, smell, touch, hear, taste more than she trusted God. In Genesis 3 and 6, it says the woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. Right. And so what I've learned is that the enemy is not creative, y'all. Okay, like when you are struggling with imposter syndrome, you are allowing yourself to have a garden interaction between yourself and the enemy. That's all it is. All imposter syndrome is, is a garden interaction between you and the devil. And you have to really decide if you're going to sit here and continue to have this conversation with him. This interaction really is very similar to what happened to Eve, because the same way that the enemy wanted Eve to question God's command, he lied to her, he planted seeds, and then Eve went off of her senses. The same thing happens to us when we are dealing with imposter syndrome. The enemy lies to us about our identity. Okay, he lies to you about how you got where you are, and he gives you this overwhelming feeling of being found out. And the lies lead to the doubts in God, which is, you know, at the root of the doubt is a, a level of distrust. And then you don't believe that you are who God said you are. And then you don't believe that God has supplied you with the tools necessary for where he's placed you. You don't believe that God is going to cover and sustain you. And the distrust and disbelief lead to things like perfectionism, underrating your expertise, feelings of inadequacy, right? And then lastly, because you now have this level of distrust, because you now are questioning and doubting God, because you've accepted these lies, because you are out of position in understanding your identity, what happens is you step outside of faith, right? So remember that 2 Corinthians 5, 7 tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. And Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for 
and the evidence of things not seen. And so Eve had placed her faith into what she could tangibly see. And just like that same situation, we do that when we have imposter syndrome because it's like, oh, I don't see it happening, God. So this can't be it, right? We were not operating in faith because we're going based off what we see and not what God said. Similarly, when we struggle with imposter syndrome, it is a clear indication that we have stepped outside of our faith. We base our feelings, choices, and decisions off of what we see or what we don't see. And we believe that instead of believing God. And when we step outside of faith, we make carnal decisions that have major consequences, right? Like we are still living in the consequences of Eve's decision in the garden today. Okay. And so when we let the enemy run rampant in our garden or in the garden of our mind, we will have fruit like imposter syndrome begin to develop in our lives. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. Are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. So how do we fight back? practically and spiritually to overcome imposter syndrome. I have a couple of strategies, about five strategies that I want to give you to help you overcome imposter syndrome. So the first strategy is identify who is speaking to you. This is so critical because the enemy will lie to you in your own voice. And it's so important that you're able to quickly identify who is speaking to you. The Bible tells us in John 10, That God's sheep knows his voice and the voice of a stranger he will not follow. More specifically, John 10, 5 says they will not follow a stranger. They will run from him because they do not know his voice. And so it is critical that you understand the characteristics of God. So you're able to easily identify when he's speaking to you versus the enemy. You need to be able to quickly identify when God is speaking to you versus the enemy. Okay. And if you need assistance with this, go back and listen to an episode that I did recently called Understanding Who God Is. And if you're in the Producer Society, we have a Bible study by Priscilla Shire called Discerning the Voice of God that will help you understand how to hear from the Lord. Okay. So the first thing you have to do is identify who is speaking to you. Second, you have to stop coming into agreement with the lies of the enemy. 
a lot of us are out here living in the lies that the enemy has given us because we come into agreement with it. He says something to you when you just start acting like it, okay? Once you're able to quickly identify who is speaking to you, you need to rebuke the devil. And this can be as simple as saying out loud, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. It don't have to be deep. It don't have to be very theological. But if you don't plead the blood of Jesus over your mind and your life when those thoughts come in, you have 0.2 seconds to get it together and let the enemy know something, okay? Your words have power. You have to stop coming into agreement with the enemy. That means no more saying that you stupid, no more saying that you broke or any other word curse that you've spoken over yourself that is not in agreement with the word of God. Some of us are so worried about make-believe haters but we're not dealing with the self-hate that the enemy gives to us every day. You just eat that up. I don't, it don't make no sense to me. We have to really make sure that we are in alignment with what God says about us. You worried about the people on Instagram, but the devil be taking you and bing, bang, bopping you upside your head and you don't do nothing about it. It makes no sense to me. Okay. Make it make sense. The Bible tells us in James four and seven to resist the devil and he will flee from you. So the reason that the enemy is leaving your head busted is because you're not giving him no resistance. You are willfully agreeing with the lie that he says about you. And on today, it stops. So you have to stop coming into agreement with the lies of the enemy. Next, you need to cover yourself in the armor of God daily, daily, daily. You have to be ready for war and God's armor will help you with the battle that is taking place in your mind, okay? The armor of God can be found in Ephesians 6. And I did a series called Ready for War that you can go back and listen to. It is one of the highest listened to episodes on that series. It's a two-part episode and it gets still tons and tons of plays. And at the moment that I recorded it, I had no idea, but it is what it is. Also, if you're in the producer society, we have the Priscilla Shira's Armor of God Bible study, which is fire. And then I recommend reading Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind. These are all practical tools that you can use to learn more about covering yourself in the armor of God daily. Next, you have to make your thoughts submit. So 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 tells us how to deal with the mental attacks of imposter syndrome. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, first of all, now we know this isn't even carnal. This is spiritual. It says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal and going to do you no good to cuss nobody out. If you don't get in your prayer closet, if you don't start fighting spiritually, if you don't get up and command your day, if you don't clothe yourself in the full armor of God, let's get it together. Okay. Make your thoughts submit. The fact that we have to make our thoughts submit really is an indicator that we don't have control over our thoughts in terms of the enemy planting seeds, but we can definitely uproot that thing. We can identify it, snatch it out, not come into agreement with it and make it submit to Christ. Right? So sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know why I think these things. Yeah, I know because you're playing, you're allowing the enemy to plant seeds. And even though you can't stop the thought from coming in, you can deal with it appropriately. So make sure that you are making your thoughts submit 
to Jesus Christ. And in order to effectively do that, you have to get rooted in God's word. Ain't no way around this. Ain't no magic potion. Ain't no waste beads. Y'all know that's witchcraft. We ain't playing with that. None of that is going to help you. You have to do the work. You have to be disciplined. You have to get into God's word. Our response must resemble Jesus's response when he was tempted by the enemy in the garden. Jesus used scripture to defeat the enemy's lies. Okay. And on another note, just so when you really clear, the devil knows scripture too. If you go and you read that interaction between Jesus and the enemy in the wilderness, when he tempted Jesus, the devil was trying to take scripture and twist it. Okay. And I did a podcast on this way back when, if you go on the website, you can type it in, you can search it. It's in there, child. But it is so important that you study God's word for yourself and you are not going off of what somebody else said because the devil knows scripture too, boo. Most times better than us. Okay. So our response has to be similar to Jesus because he defeated the enemy's lies with scripture and we have the power to do the same. So I would encourage each of y'all to start building your arsenal and really meditating on scripture in areas that you struggle in. If you're in the society, you can download the prayer cards that we have. And if you're not in the society, the prayer cards are actually in the resource library on the website. So you can check them out there and you can sign up for free and download and have access to them. But in order for you to build your arsenal, you need to start building scriptures in areas that you struggle in. So if you're struggling with fear, right, then you need to write down and bind fear. So when you go to pray, I bind fear in the name of Jesus and cast it out. And then you need to read and recite and write Second Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So when you go and you have this thought, you first of all are able to quickly go through and identify, okay, this is not of God because I know God ain't given me a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. So therefore, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And then I'm going to make my thoughts submit because I already prayed this morning and put on my full armor of God. Okay. I got on my helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. I got on my belt of truth, my shoes of peace. I got my sword, which is God's word and my shield of faith. And we out here in these streets. Okay. So I got on my full armor. And now when that thought comes into my head, I've identified it. I'm not coming into agreement with it. I've rebuked the enemy. I've covered myself in the full armor of God. And now I'm going to make this thought submit. I bind fear in the name of Jesus. I lose peace, power, love, a sound mind, self-discipline. God, I thank you that I don't have to be fearful because that's not of you. But Satan, you tried it, boop, boop. And it happens just that quickly. As you start to practice this more often, you are then able to defeat imposter syndrome this way. And my last strategy is therapy. Mm-hmm, therapy. I'm a huge advocate of addressing issues spiritually and practically. So definitely go to God in prayer and partner with the Holy Spirit about going to therapy. And if you are led to go, if you get instructed to go, go and ask God to show you the, the appropriate therapist. You need to be very prayerful as you go through looking for a therapist. And just because they slap Christian on the front of it don't mean that they are a, truly a Christian therapist and rooted in God's word. So you need to be very prayerful, but I definitely advocate for therapy. I did it for two years and it really, really assisted me in addressing a lot of issues that I faced in the practical sense 
And in the background, God was building me up spiritually to the point where when I graduated from therapy, my therapist was like, it was no longer me coming and sitting and seeking her, but working through my thought processes and telling her my revelations. And she was thoroughly impressed. And so doing that in combination is amazing. Really, really amazing. So let's recap. How do we fight back and overcome imposter syndrome? One, you need to identify who's speaking to you. Two, you need to stop coming into agreement with the lies of the enemy. Three, you need to cover yourself in the full armor of God daily. Four, you need to make your thoughts submit. Five, go to therapy, Joe. Okay. And I just want to encourage you, like, do not allow this to overwhelm you. You have to be strategic in battling the enemy. Remember that you are an overcomer through Christ. And that includes imposter syndrome. Okay. Understand that implementing these strategies does not mean that the enemy will not try to attack you. He probably going to do it more. Okay. He going to be trying to test your gangster. So just be prepared. Okay. Like just be prepared when you are prepared to fight, you are then able to deal with it better. You don't become so overwhelmed. And notice that I said when he comes, because it's not an if he's going to come. Okay. Like when the enemy launches an attack, when, not if, when, because you're always in war, whether you're an active participant or not. So as you continue to practice these skills, they will become more second nature, just kind of like how we talk through it. And it will be more of a natural response. It will become your first response. So give yourself grace if it's awkward at first. Give yourself grace if you feel like, oh man, I don't know. Give yourself grace, even though you don't know the scripture off top of your head, that you can pull your phone out and Google scripture about fear. Okay. So it's not about you doing it and being able to have it roll off your tongue like I just did. You will get to that point. But the point is that, you know, you need to, um, as DMX said, stop, drop, shut them out, open up shop. Okay. When you stop, (laughs) drop what you're doing, rebuke the devil. And then you need to pull out your sword, which is the word of God and get with him. I don't care where you at. You can be in traffic. You can be at work because when you give him the opportunity to run rampant, once you give him an inch, he gonna take a foot. I will stop everything I'm doing. If I feel like the enemy is trying to attack me. I don't care if I got to go to the bathroom for five minutes, go to my office for five minutes. The people will wait because I need to make sure that I am dealing with the enemy first so then I can go out and be a representation of Christ when I deal with people. So as you continue in this, do not be discouraged if it takes you a while to quote unquote get it. But know that this is the strategy to overcome imposter syndrome. And above all else, continue just to be obedient and to walk in what God has called you to do. Do not allow the thoughts of the enemy to come up and stop you from walking in the purpose and fulfilling the thing that God created you to do here on earth. Amen. So that is it for this week's episode. Until next week, continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourself and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.